All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. The Touch and Go gang is here again for the one, two, third episode. Let's go. So um, we have a lot of CrossFit Games news and um, a couple other things. And so um, I want to just talk to actually on the top, top right or top, top left on my side. We got Xander Fallick, bottom left, Vic Rodriguez and bottom right, Hannah Hardy. How's everything? How are everything going, guys? Going great. So, um, Xander, how was your week so far? We'll do, we'll do, we'll do like a, like a week in review. Oh, um, I went to, went to Cincinnati for the first time and competed in CrossFit and, uh, small, um, the fight like hell games, uh, benefiting, uh, the tomorrow project, trying to raise uh, money for suicide, uh, veteran suicide prevention. Um, and so that was really fun. Uh, tied for a second, had a good time. Just flying home was a cluster. Uh, that was not a great thing where Southwest canceled my flight on Sunday morning and rebooked me for Tuesday morning. <laughs> so I got to the uh, airport at 4 a.m., had to cancel on Southwest and use 50,000 reward points to get back to Tulsa. Oh, damn. Yeah. Damn. Well, all in all, like how, how was the whole event? Was it like well done and, you know, oh, it, the program like, was great? Ran on time which is never happens. Um, programming was really great. Um, had a lot of fun. Um, I happen to know the person that programmed it is Alex Stroka um, at shots by Stroka on Instagram. Um, and so they, he built it himself. They did it at Cornerstone Fitness. So that's where um, Sam Briggs trains um, and Maggie P uh, Pyran. So that was really fun. Um, I like, it's going to keep growing and I'm going to keep being involved with it. So I'm excited for year two and see what we got to do um, from here. All right. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Vic, what do you got? How was your week? Uh, I've been good. Very busy. Uh, we were just kind of ramping up for the games here. Um, it's going to be the first time going, so I'm actually super excited. But just another week of training down in the books, you know. Uh, not too, too much to report. It's pretty, pretty boring. Uh, although I will be training with some other misfits uh, tomorrow, which is where I'm kind of looking forward to, which would be nice. Really, they're getting a little, little Massachusetts meetup, so we will get that done. Uh, pre, pre games madness. So okay, all right, awesome, awesome. Hannah, how was your week? Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, pretty chill from taking boards and uh, doing grid stuff. So. Um, can't complain just getting swole that's about it that's what yeah. the offseason is for yeah of course so when's I, I i know we talked earlier but when's the official uh when you're moving to georgia so official date. official date should be october 1st because i have no choice uh because my lease ends october 1st <laughs> okay. so hopefully i'm in georgia by then yeah so she's homeless until october to be determined is what i'm hearing well, no, like I will definitely make sure I'm in Georgia by October 1st, but, uh, yeah, that's the official move date. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, my week got started pretty much on last Thursday when my, my whole family comes home from vacation and all of a sudden they have COVID. <laughs> and so that was great. And so my daughter and I were pretty much like, I was pretty much watching my daughter the whole time while I'm trying to do my recruiting job at the same time. And 
you know, she wants to watch like certain things like Ninja Turtles, Trans Hotel Transylvania, all that stuff. And I'm like on the phone with like candidates that like saying like, I am so sorry. My daughter's in the background. And, and luckily th everyone's like, yeah, that's probably fine. Don't, don't worry about it. And then, um, MacGyver, this little flag, this, this little microphone flag, just, you know, I, I didn't want to spend $145. And so I just spent literally like 10 bucks. So, and that worked. And then, um, yeah, some editing issues, lost a couple of videos and I haven't really trained since Thursday. So good times. Good, good times. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, Fatherhood. Very a, exciting. Hell of a thing. Mm -hmm. And then we're getting ready to move. So that's a whole nother story too. So, but I, I can't wait this. I can't wait for you guys to check this out. I mean, I mean, Vic, you've seen the house, so it's, it looks unreal. I, I'll, I'll text you guys the pictures. So Definitely not my, definitely not for my salary. So just let's say that. So, <laughs> but, um, I, so I, I want to hit a couple news topics that, um, I thought were pretty interesting. So one of them, I was uh, on LinkedIn and I noticed one of the, on like the news feed on the right hand side, it says whoops layoffs. So this is like the second round, I guess this might've been the second round of layoffs that, um, that's whoops, you know, coming around for now obviously with inflation and all that stuff going, but do you think Whoop will actually, you know, be a viable, you know, exercise company like like five years down the road, or do you think it's like kind of like a flash in the pan and like, that's it? Um, so I think it's probably like one, it's awful for the people losing their job. And so like that sucks, um, especially for the kid of a dad who was on the wrong side of those kinds of things three times. Um, but for whoop, like, I think they've lost a lot of trust in people that were some of the original people that bought into it and then essentially got grandfathered off what we were promised, like never having to go to the monthly subscription. And then how many like whoop 4.0, like debacle, like where they really over promised a lot. And then pretty much the user experience was the opposite. So I think it can, it just depends on like where, like what, what are they spending money on? How are they continuing to make sure like, is it just saturated or is it over? Like, I still think it's probably viable for a lot of people introing to the wearables, but we'll see. Vic, what do you think? Yeah, they are going to be fine. Uh, unfortunately, um, when it comes to this type of software, when they've made this big of a splash and you see that, that type of traction over this many years there's softwares out there and wearable products not even just like i'm talking just like straight like SaaS or straight uh like technology stuff that you don't think is still in business but they've been around for about 20 to 25 years uh where they decide to go is whether or not you're going to hear them in households in the next five years or they're just going to be one of those products that you see on shelves for the next 20 and you never hear about again. But this whole going, this whole layoff, these rounds of layoffs are just them trying to figure out what their org can withstand. And also they're probably trying to rebrand or re-identify what their true strategy is. And until they know what that is, they can't be paying people to do stuff that they have no idea what they want them to do. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I still wear Whoop. I know a lot of people have kind of swift, have shifted away from it just because of the inaccuracies. But, you know, if other companies can get it right, 
if I mean, with the amount of money they have, they should be able to as well. So we'll see if they're smart. We'll see if they switch up. I mean, honestly, if they have another round of layoffs, they'll have a CEO or a senior leadership or two position uh, step down. They'll do a hire. They'll probably hire someone from a different sector who's had a lot of leadership with customer experience and trust. They'll roll that out. They'll keep the streams of like publicity going. And hopefully that should stall enough for them to actually figure out what they're doing. That's like typical uh, playbook mm. for this, for this situation. Yeah. Now, now Vic, so you've, you've seen their building right next to Fenway, like a block mm -hmm. away. So I w was that them that totally remodeled that building? Because bef if you looked like a couple of years before whoop actually walked in there, that building did not look like that whatsoever. Uh, yeah, they did that. they a lot like, a lot like if you go down to like TD garden, there's a company called rapid seven they basically branded the building to look like their logo or like put their logo out there and like they do this really cool like edgy glass like out exterior same thing uh it's just all about glitz and glam try to make it look great you're in boston you know and everyone loves that so the more you can make it stick out the more the more presence you have in that area and people will take you seriously even if you're not 100 accurate and also to xander's point about trust they need to really stop with these empty meaningless social statements or posts about being trustworthy actions speak louder than words mm -hmm. and when, when I see all of these posts from these companies doing this, oh, we believe in trust and we are going to continue to work, do something. Don't just say, you, oh, yeah, our functionality already actually does this. So we're trustworthy. No, no, no. Set up an initiative. Set up an action plan. You know, tell us what progress you've made on this so-called plan of trust you you know you seem to be lauding and applauding across the public don't just don't just say it and don't do anything there's just empty words which is you know another another thing another uh another sticking point for me and a lot of brands out there that are looking to make a splash into any sort of space whether it be crossfit or whether it be you know any other industry that's how a lot of companies get into trouble is they just spout off saying they're going to do all these amazing things. They glad hand, they, you know, they, they kiss, they shake hands, they kiss babies and they never do anything. And whoops in that position where if they don't step up and actually put something to paper, they're going to be the same. Mm -hmm. I agree. Now, Hannah, I did, when you were at the games, would, did whoop actually give you a band? Did they uh, give the team members a band or? I mean, now that I think about it, I guess, they, they were giving away 4.0s, and I think they did give away bands. They did give away bands for uh, those who already had a Whoop. Um, of course, if you had a 4.0, you would have to get, you know, buy the subscription, and you already get like a three, a free you know, device with the subscription. So I don't know how much they, uh, you know, really gain traction there. 
Uh, I think, I mean, in the end, I think Luke's going to be fine. I think they are, are going through this growth learning period that, um, that, yeah, like maybe they aren't so trustworthy or, I mean, I actually still think their heart rate da- data is pretty similar to any wrist device. Uh, I can't, I think it's kind of odd that they went into like the apparel and trying to put like weave it into there. Because I wait, just they, wait, they, have my Whoop 4.0 so close to my body. That they I have an apparel. Have. They have an apparel line too. Yeah, they released yeah. like yeah. under like undershirts, underwear, like the ankle sock one, which I always thought was the perplexing thing that they made, and then like a, like a shooter sleeve for basketball. And I feel like they put one. They have a bicep band too. Oh my god! <laughs> if you're trying to look jocks. Yeah. Please. So hump. I mean, I don't. Hump. I mean. They they obviously are doing the research, so I think they're I think they're going to be fine. They're going to refine, but they're doing as best as they can. I just think that the one thing that might actually get customers to come back is if they just made it a watch, even though I know that's the last thing they want to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I don't know. Companies have these ebbs and flows, so I think they're going to be just fine. They're just um, they're just in a valley right now. And once they rebuild, like Vic said, they'll be just fine. Yeah, I think the Hiller video and like him talking on the on Savon podcast wasn't really the greatest thing for for Whoop at all when he was just absolutely bashing them the whole time. I mean, the thing is, a lot of people are putting that data up. You know, they've been showing side by side comparisons like. Hunter does it all the time with polar, his like polar Garmin. He's got like Apple watch. He does side-by-side comparisons of his workouts. And he's like, something is not making sense uh, with, with the data they're getting. And to be honest, my, my initial thought would be, Hey, let's do multiple, let's do a multi-device sync where you have it on more than one spot in your body. I know that seems, you know, a lot, like a lot of work. But when you're doing some of these tests in, in, in kin labs, they're strapping you up all sorts of ways. So if we don't want to, if we're anything short of that, then what's, what's it to you to put one on your wrist and put one on your lower extremity and upper extremity, and then take the difference of your heart rate fluctuations by syncing that data together to get something a little bit more comparative or accurate. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, they're giving the devices away for free. You can still get the same monthly membership. You have the upkeep for two devices. It's not going to be a it's not going to be a bank breaker for anyone or the company in itself if they have to replace them. So, two cents there, I guess. I, you know, if we're looking for accuracy, yeah. yeah. I mean, or in a sense, the device is already very similar to what a polar chest strap looks like anyway. So I don't understand why they can't just make a chest strap and go it that way. Like it's fine. I think that's. It's going to be just as comparable. So, patents? Are there patents to that? Maybe there, there, there could, there could be, or maybe they just no, don't, don't want to get has one. My Garmin looks very similar. Like the thing, it like, it's again, that's a big business decision. Like, hey, do we want to participate? Like, they've always been branded as like, get all your information off your wrist, goes to your phone, look at it, like day strain, and it goes back to the idea of just gamification of the whoop the like a uh, real intro level garmin following the body battery or the like apple watch rings right it's the gamification to like help 
like our minds, like if we're playing a game, enjoy it more. And a lot of people like my mom just loves filling her rings like every day. And like, that's massive for like the steps and all the activity, but it's like, it's great for the introduction to like your body and how it works and reading the data, but it's not going to be the most accurate thing in the world. And some people are just trying to do that next level. It's like, whoops, going to be around for five years. We don't see, uh, what is it? Mark pro or the other like a STEM machine from like four or five years ago, but they're still around. Like they're just mm-hmm. not going to be as loud about the marketing because it, they don't need it anymore. All right. Well, uh, speaking about money. So I read a morning chalk article about, uh, some semifinals, not making enough money for this year. Shocker because, <laughs> CrossFit did that during regionals and they weren't making mo- that much money off of regionals either. So, um, I've noticed, I mean, I seen like, at least like the, you know, the European and Australian, like, you know, region regions going on and they're like, have a packed house, but then you go to Knoxville for two weeks in a row, two weekends in a row, and you barely see anybody there. And so it's like, and it, it stinks because you're like, you want, like, you want these things to do well because it helps continue to grow the sport. Cause it was like, uh, syndicate crown was first weekend and lowlands throw down. Mm-hmm. And you always saw lowlands first during the day. If you were here in America, cause of the time difference, but when you like saw like it was full and then you ended up like watching syndicate, like, or really any of the semis except for granite games, but granite games had its own team of three competition back was, was different they weren't really that well attended, which stinks because you're like, you want them to do well. And we got to make sure like, where's the return for these people hosting these semi events, or are we just going to get a bad bunch of rounds of changes every year? And we don't know what city it is. And people just hold it for the distinction of a semi and then don't like, like a golf tournament, essentially. I think they just need to be, they need to be in, in, at least in the United States or they, they need to be in more high profile spots. I mean, Knoxville isn't a travel destination for anyone really. Uh, I mean, I love Knoxville, but that's just because I I love Tennessee and Southern towns like that, but like moving, moving Mac back to DC, bringing back the West coast classic in Del Mar or a similar event there. I think Atlas games will be like become big once, uh, you know, the Canada Canada's regulations like settle out and which I agree. It's just like probably like location, location, location is definitely going to be a big one. And then it's just like, also, yeah. Um, just to kind of note there, like at, when we were at syndicate, there was, very little uh, i know this is going to sound but it's all about the details right so we talk about aesthetics and things that make things right so vendors uh the little vendor village was okay cool all right fine i get it it's kind of expensive they were charging them like an arm and a leg to be there outside in the heat so it didn't draw they didn't have that big of a draw but then you're also looking at food options and they really didn't do a good job or draw enough attention for these food trucks to come out and actually do anything that was like, you know, worthwhile. Um, and those are those are little details that keep people coming in to actually be profitable. And they have to be more strategic with what they're doing in terms of events. Um, actually, during the semifinal, like, what else was there? 
what else are we doing? You know, when you go to other sporting events, they're engaging the crowd in more than just trivia about CrossFit athletes and throwing out t-shirts and protein shakers. I'm going to be very honest with you. If these, these professional uh, stadiums and arenas are doing advertisements and they're emailing ahead of time and they're bringing people to the venue to bring other people there, if they're not there just for CrossFit or for whatever sport they're promoting, they're there for someone who's going to be presenting something, someone who's, I don't know, a musician, something of that sort. They need to, they need to think that it's more than just CrossFit because the only way you get more eyes on these events is you have to go outside of the normal demographic you're already catering to because that's how you grow that. You get new eyes and you work on acquiring new, new, uh, you know, event goers. So there's just, it's just the long, the long-term strategy around CrossFit as a sport still contradicts CrossFit from the affiliate sense where doing all of that for the sport doesn't, doesn't coincide with their values about being there at the gym. They're not trying to draw people in that don't want to be there, but you have to do that for the sport so you can bring dollars in because people in seats, butts in seats is what generates the real revenue which is what allows them to put on bigger and better events, which is what allows athletes to get paid, which is what allows them to do have to, you know, not have to work a full-time job and balance training in between and they can just compete. Um, so there's that. Now, now, do you think if, if they move the Knoxville location to Nashville, do you think that would get, bring in a bigger crowd? Because obviously Nashville is like a big bar scene, big, so you know, like there's yeah. a lot of people love going there. Yeah, it's the ability, it's the ease of getting there, right? Like yeah. if you go to Del Mar, that's not super hard um, in California. If you go to Atlas Games, which is in Montreal, like, yeah, it's pretty easy to get to if you want to drive or fly. Um, Egan, Minnesota, like it's Minnesota, it's pretty easy. And like they have a consistency of putting on a very good show. It's just like Nashville, uh, Charlotte, like you need to have like a couple make it a little bit easier more direct for some folks but it's also like just exhausting to watch the same events every single weekend too but and i think even from like a vendor standpoint um i mean i think the vendors know that semifinals aren't that big of a draw at least in the united states or so they're not going to show up. I mean, Vendor Village was bigger than last year. Um, Max Vendor Village last year was very, very small. And there's actually people outside this year <laughs> at the one this year. So I thought it was at least a step up. So I know it still looked barren, but um, at least compared to last year, I think last year had four vendors. Wow. So at least this one had... I mean, over double and then CrossFit had an appearance like CrossFit didn't even, didn't have a booth really last year at Mac. So uh, I think everything's going in the right direction. But like Vic said, like I understand that it's like you what you need some other things to draw you to a CrossFit event. And I'm glad that Granite Games at least brought back the teams of three, the community event, because um, I think that helps a lot. So maybe uh, they have event organizers kind of have to think about that again i mean mac used to be a huge competition like that uh i know it's a, a lot more to deal with but um 
you might have to keep that in mind just to bring people through the door. And it's a better way to get, you know, more registration fees. And again, like more spectators, you might get more volunteers because there's more people at the event too. Yeah. Maybe they need a band and a funnel cake car. Uh, <laughs> also, I mean, I, I, you know, also not to be unfair, but it was my first semifinal event. So I'm coming in as an outsider, essentially looking into what other previous semifinals have looked like. So, you know, the assessment might be a little crass or maybe a little unfair based on where CrossFit was and where it's going. That's also something to take into account. Um, but yeah, I would honestly think that another, another thing that actually was a little bothersome was when you're purchasing tickets for the syndicate crown, you go on Ticketmaster, and if you waited a few weeks or something to go buy tickets, it was telling you that it was sold out and you had to buy single tickets or you had to do so. And you go to, you go into the syndicate after you buy those single day passes and the price difference is, is minuscule and it's empty. It's like, why are you, why are you putting a limit on these passes when the goal is volume? You're not going to make up, you're not going to make the additional money by selling single day passes. That's last minute stuff. That's stuff you do at the door. Buy the purchase a ticket at the door, pay the premium. That's where you make those dollars. You're losing dollars by making it scarce online when you already know your capacity really isn't what it is, what you need it to be. So they need to have flames. They need to have flames on those those turn those leaks. <laughs> Just like in Pro Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Korean Pro is awesome. With and the, the flamethrowers. Yeah, doing that, doing the whole event for Hannah uh, with everybody wearing pink. I mean, there was tons of things that Torian did really well um, to both like promote the athletes, promote other charities outside. Uh, they did a great job. I think um, it could translate to some of the ones in North America. Yeah, they need to make it more like a death metal concert pretty much <laughs> with the fire. No, 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 we don't. What we need is more like Odessa or flume or like edm like vibes mm -hmm. that's that that and like just some zach bryant that's all we need well i don't also, know about I'm not, I'm not a country guy so i don't zach bryant i don't but edm stuff yeah like go for me. it yeah what about on floor what about on floor challenges where crossfit can give people a discount to their l1 if they win this challenge and they everyone and the whole crowd is watching i mean those are those are little novelty things that people take back with them and they'll share it to everyone at the gym. Like, dude, I got to go on the floor at semifinals and we had a pull-up challenge where there was like a workout and I won the workout and now I get to do an L1 for half price. You know, I know it sounds really silly, but for some people that means the world and having that goodwill being built up, promoting CrossFit as well can, can be a win-win. So that might that might be a liability issue too. So what happens if someone hurts, gets themselves hurt on the floor? We sign waivers all the time. I, well, I mean, <laughs> if they sign a waiver, yeah, have have at it. Like, hey, you sign this waiver. If you get hurt, it's not our fault. So, but I mean, I could just imagine like this, the nightmare of trying to do that. But I mean, that'd be cool doing it. Like at least get some people like after every couple of events, like do that. So. CrossFit's built on waivers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So what, for each one of you guys, what do you think, like one thing that would might, might help some of these semifinal events become better? Uh, 
man. It's like you're just difficult competing against how many other sports and traveling for it. Like our sport is very popular to everyone listening to this podcast. I think we still need to continue to grow as much as we can and hopefully make it a little bit easier to, but I don't really have one. That's like the hard part, right? Like so much to compete against. I don't really like, I can't think of one right now. Mm -hmm. I could say partner with other, with other professional sports uh, arenas and try to schedule in between other events like that. So people are already in the area and check it out. Maybe that's another way to make those, to make these events more successful. Like imagine, imagine having a CrossFit competition at Fenway park. And then that night they break stuff down and the Red Sox play or something. I I don't know. I know it sounds almost impossible to set it up that way, but maybe that's what we need to try to focus on is try to have a a multi-sport approach to bring on those extra eyes and make a full day of it. All right. Um, I think with me, it's going back to at least the locations. I think in the United States, it is hard having the most semifinals. So, you know, I don't think you're going to have all all the spectators go to all four of them. So like, you know, travel around North America, but I think making them into community events of community events as well like granite games did is a good way to bring spectators at least in at least as like a short-term fix before you know the sport could become more popular and then more people go to the semifinals yeah i think strength strength and depth has done the community wads in between like after like the everyone's workouts and i think that's been like a really like big thing for them over there so i mean yeah maybe just incorporate all that stuff so might be a great idea all right guys the next one, all right. I we are gonna talk about the top five men and women and everyone's sleepers picks. So I got my little piece of paper right here, ready to go. Uh, let's let's start off with uh, Xander. What are all right? So who are your top five men and your sleeper pick? All right. So top five men. Uh, let's go. Madero's taking it all. Olsen bounces back from semis, takes second. Patty V comes in taking third behind him is Jeff Adler. And then top five is Gerard. So I all think, right. Uh, Gerard so, has a really good um, hoping. So I think it'd be a good storyline sleeper pick uh, Lazar Dukish. All right. So all right. Laza's Laza's probably going to, I think surprise a lot of people this year. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, definitely. So Vic, what do you got? So I do have, so I've got Justin at, at the top. I've got Patty V second, Adler third. I have Guy in fourth. And then to round it out, I honestly think Roman Krennikov will take fifth. And then a dark horse that's also an alternate for rookie of the year for me, who I think could go, you know, make a big splash is Tudor. Tudor Magda. Oh yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah. That's a so, big, that's a big sleeper pick. I mean, so, I mean, the thing is like it's his first year and he has all the tools to do well. And it's all about like, Hey, when the big show and the lights are on, let's see what happens. And he has the potential to knock it out the park. Mm-hmm. And if he does, 
it's really going to mess up that leaderboard. I mean, he has a, he has a chance of sneaking in like third or fourth if everything goes his way. All right. All right. Good. All right, Hannah, what you got? All right. So I have Pat, Justin, Britt Pikowski in third, Saxon Panchik in fourth, and then BKG in fifth. My dark horse, even though I don't think he's really a dark horse, is Roman. So uh, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I really do like the Tudor Magda pick, though. I have him in, like, my rookie of the year list, so. All right, all right. We we all kind of have like the same uh, same people in, in our Wait list. Wait till we get to so. the females, guys. Oh. I don't know oh, if yeah. we know who's coming in first. <laughs> but you guys hold on later for about we, four minutes do, from now. Can yeah, we do yeah. uh, like two through six then for the girls? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> so so my my top five guys are obviously Justin number one. Um, no, I was all right. So I have Justin and Noah at one and two. I almost went Noah number one because I think he's got something to prove this year. And um, I what, so is I was coming out hot and blowing up and a workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just I, I so I was like okay I'm gonna I'm just gonna stick with Justin. So Justin yeah, Noah. There you go. That was so, an easy. Just let's just slide that comment. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Um, so my third pick is Roman Krennikov. Okay. He's my third because like that dude. That dude's a gamer too. He's he's killed it in some of these workouts but he hasn't had the chance to come over here and i really think at this point he's really going to shine this year um because he's really got a lot to prove so yeah, i just yeah that's a good pick i had him he's like you finish and then i'll yeah and so uh fourth i i almost didn't put him in even in the top five pat pat bellner wow what? okay wow he won on that my hurt. list i know so outside of oh, hold on i got i got, I got one more oh. guy i got two more oh. people i get this is only four four guys so uh and then my fifth guy is gee and then um my obviously the the sleeper pick is going to be ricky garrard so okay. i i always put him in i almost put him in the top five too so yeah i think like kind of rounding out that mix of like who's the dark horse like sixth pick like have you guys like tried to figure out your six through tens where it's like it's like tudor dallin roman um the Guy Gerard, but this there's like that BKG, weird, like yeah. BKGs like yeah. in there, but then there's like you knew who your clear cut top like three or four is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I looked at I looked at the top five as like who I think is really going to end up there because the field is stacked. Like you know, you've got Yonakowski as well. You've also you've also I mean, I didn't even put I didn't even put BKG in the top five, but there's a lot of guys out there who can make a difference and can sneak in there again. Like the number one goal is you don't have to win every single event. You just have to not take finish all the seconds. Low. <laughs> just take seconds. But if you, if they, and you know, and if you have like a, if you have a limiting event, just make sure it doesn't absolutely crush you. Like don't finish 38th in the swim. Um, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 But consistency plays the role. We know what Noah does. Patty V just takes third through last and then just digs himself out of a nice kind of hole from there. Honestly, I'm very close to saying that Justin may not repeat this year, even though I have him as first, I think he's the most well-rounded, but like I said, if that dark horse comes in and, and the, and the storm's just right, there's a very good chance that Adler or Pat Vellner take that first place from from uh from justin 
Yep. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I was, but I think that's what makes the men's competition so cool is that, you know, like, yes, Justin. Are we saying the the goats are bad for CrossFit? (laughs) That's the way I just interpreted that take. It's like, she just said Tia Claire Toomey's bad for CrossFit. I, I think it's just like, it's something different. I think, you know, I love seeing, you know, this like huge dominance factor, but at the same time, I love seeing that there's so many great guys in the men, in the men's field that it's, it could be a toss up. It, it literally just comes to down to one bad event. Yep. So what you're saying is Tia Claire Toomey is the U S women's softball team that took out softball from the Olympics because they were so dominant. I mean, basically. Yeah. I, my, 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 my example is going to be the New England Patriots. So they're like the New England Patriots. Everyone hates it because they were so, they're so good every no, single everyone year. Everyone hates Boston because all they do is win right now. Well, it's that's quite true. possibly the most talk, like infuriating thing. To yeah. See. No, I, I agree. I agree. It, it's, 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 yeah, it, it, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, I, re- I remember seeing a poster a couple of years ago saying like, there's a kid said, I've never seen a losing season since I've been born. And I'm like on any sport. I'm like, God, that's, that's insane to think about that. Insane. Don't worry. You're Detroit Lions rain of terrors coming your way in 2027. <laughs> no, I live in Champa Bay. What are you talking about? Champa Bay. Yeah, it's actually Tampa Bay, but you, you know, you, you, you close. <laughs> oh my gosh. When all three of our sports teams wins in pretty much one year, I mean, you can't beat that. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I agree. All right. Oh God. <laughs> when that happened. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go for the top five. Obviously, we all know who's going to be number one. Yeah. It's... Uh, bear, bear in mind, if, if she gets injured or whatnot, I mean, we all know no, Tia's going to Tia kill it. Like, I think with one arm. limb would yeah. still win. Yeah, yeah, I still think she could win with one arm. Like, let's, like, you, like, it's it's entering, like, what does, like, how many injuries can, could she sustain and still win? <laughs> hmm Yeah. All right, so, who, who, Xander, who's your top five? Uh, so, Tia, um, I'm going second's going to be Mal O'Brien. Like Ooh. I'm just calling it now. It's okay. Stop. And I'm, I will, that is firmly like planted that take. And then I think third is going to be Daniel Brandon. Go DBE energy. We're going to end up seeing Haley Adams in fourth. Cara Saunders from Australia rounds out the top five. And then dark horse, Emma McQuaid coming out of Ireland. I think uh, there's a very, very good chance she does great, like, this year. Okay. All right. All right. Vic, what do you got? Okay. So, I've got Tia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Shocker. Shocker. I've got Tia number one. Um, however, I have a little bit a little bit different here. So, it was tough for me to kind of say, to kind of put this, but I originally was going to put DB um, as second, but then, you know, we're forgetting about someone who's super dominant and that's also Laura Horvath. So we're going Tia, Laura, DB, Mal, and to round it out, Jacqueline Dahlstrom. She's been around and I think she has what it takes to actually be in the top five this year. All right. And my dark horse, it's a bit of a homer pick, is Paige Semenza. Yeah. I honestly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
She's Look, awesome, man, by the way. I, she's I, awesome. I can't, I can't, I can't not mention her. I honestly think she's going to be top 10, but when we looked at Dark Horse, we're thinking about someone who has the ability to That's disrupt top the top 10. five. Yeah. I think Paige is top 10 regardless of what happens. But like I said, with Tudor, if the storm's right, she could sneak right up in there in that top five. And, and she could really make her mark because she has the, she has, I mean, all these people have all the tools to do really well and put it together. But if there's someone who knows how to perform and who can learn on the fly and who's endured some of those, some of those losses in the past and has learned from them, it's Paige. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that she's going to put her mark on the, on the games this year. And that's what I, you know, that's honestly what I've been thinking. And she's um, laser focused. And I know she's laser focused this year. Yeah, she she's not messing around. Yeah. Um, I guess was I so. We oh we'll do rookie of the year after. Yeah yeah right? yep. So Hannah, who do you got? All right. So my picks: Tia, Laura, Kara, Haley, and then Mal. My dark horse is Gabby Magala. Okay. I like that pick. So, I mean, Gabby to me, she doesn't have any holes except for her legless rope climbs. And they've improved to a point where they're not going to take her out of contention anymore. And, I mean, I, I believe it's the same thing with Laura, too. Even if you see a strict deficit handstand push-up, it's not going to be her best of it. But it's not like she's going to get dead last or anything like that. Uh, I think Tia and Laura just blow away the field. I think three through five, there there could be a huge mix in that. I think Cara is just so happy this year, especially with her family now being uh, in the States and going to the games, that she's just going to have such an amazing time. Uh, Haley, I just, I keep, I want her to get podium so badly. I'm such a Haley Adams fan. But just because of that strength hole, I know that she I feel like podium. she's going to, like, Anybody get in the weird vibe that Haley Adams is could potentially end up being the Dan Bailey of the female division where it just oh. keeps not getting podium. Dang, maybe. Oh, I, I, totally, I hope not. I like, I hope not, but I mean, it kind of seems that way, at least until her strength finally catches up at least to a point where it's not going to keep her out. Yeah. And then, yeah. Watching her during semifinals, even though she was doing really well, she didn't look 100% healthy on her events. And I was watching them like it, she was pushing through and grinding through some of the, some of those events. And it kind of seemed like she was like, you know, like in the past, like she's had like little nagging injuries just, and she's just done her best to hide them. And I think during the semifinal, she was also kind of hiding some of those. And um, I'm hoping that she's healthy now, but I just, I feel like the amount of volume that she goes through it almost counter it, it it's almost it almost looks like it's limiting her overall like maximum potential so just my two cents. i mean that's why i don't have her in the top 5 i just something about it just seems like she's not she has again like a lot of these women in on this field they have they have the tools but i just don't think she's going to be able to put it together during the games not that i don't like her i think she's great you know but i think she's just such a better in I, she knows exactly what's like how to win. She has that mindset. She, 
I mean, I think she also believes that like anybody's beatable, which is what I love. And I mean, she said herself too that, you know, she loves doing her conditioning for strength. And she did step aside somewhat from the conditioning, but I still don't think it's enough. I think everyone, even in the mayhem camp is saying like, you can literally stop doing all conditioning and you'll still go win events and be in the top five in any endurance or gymnastics event. If you work on your strength, it's just trusting that, like just trusting yourself. And I think she'll learn that very soon. Now you need to call mayhem, the mayhem empire, not just mayhem, mayhem empire. Okay. I'm just going to just like, it. is this where we insert the star Wars, like Darth Vader soundtrack? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm just over it. Yeah, I'm over it. It's like it's like the Patriots. A lot of people are over them. So no, like they're the Vincent Kennedy McMahon of like the CrossFit world. Oh, I just retirement. Enjoy retirement. I love that they made uh mayhem made their athlete training center and literally just like haven't really posted anything about it. Just one day they they're just training in another place and you're like, what is this? Unless like I just I'm behind on mayhem videos and didn't know that. Yeah, I'm definitely behind. So, but anyway, so uh, here are my top five. So obviously Tia, no surprise there. Cara <laughs> um, Saunders is number two. Okay. One and two for the Aussies. And then uh, Laura is number three. Um, I almost put Daniel Brandon on the top three, but obviously with the whole change of her moving down to Florida, leaving, you know, underdog, you know, and obviously she's going to see them there. So I thought there was going to be a little, little... What? No, I can't believe yeah. it. She's so going to have I, to like go face to face with the yeah. dog athletics team. Wow, so wow. I think, I think that might be an <laughs> issue. So that's why I got her down to, um, to four. And then Gabriella Magala is, is number five for me because she was six last year. And I think that she's got something going on this year that I think she's like ready to, you know, even move up even higher. And then uh, my sleeper pick I have Haley Adams, but I almost wanted to switch it to Mal O'Brien because I, I know she's she's there, but like she's a, has a full year of like being part of like Matt's team up in Vermont and stuff like that. And I, I just don't I don't know if the pressure of her trying to win the whole thing is going to get to her this year. So that's why I kind of didn't really put her in my sleeper pick. I think she's going to obviously I think she's going to do well this year, but I, I don't really think. Well, I just hope the pressure of her being under Matt and all that stuff doesn't really get to her this year. Yeah. Like that's like, I feel like it's just going to be so tight up there for two through 10. <laughs> we all know like barring like catastrophic event, Tia Claire Toomey retires as the greatest CrossFit games champion period. End of story. Go, 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 go emoji. Mm -hmm. And do you think this is going to be the last year she's going to be at the games? Yeah, right? Like, if she even goes for seven, that'd be insane. But I, I feel like this is the – am I crazy for this take? We all think it's, like, the Jordan, like, retirement tour or we're not talking about it. Nah, I just think she loves winning. I don't think she's going to stop. I just I... don't. I just – I don't see it. The Olympics, the Winter Olympics just passed. She wasn't able to do it. She got another two years. She doesn't have any real other aspirations to do – any other minor competition and she loves competing well she does olympic weightlifting too so that's another thing she does so when's that 
When does she qual? When when Su- summer Olympics? She was she was at the Olympics. Uh, oh, Sixteen. Yeah. She was in the Brazil, um, the uh, the Brazil Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. So she might just do that. She might just be like, forget, like retire from CrossFit and just stick to stick to weightlifting. Maybe win a medal there, and then all of a sudden go to the Winter Olympics and try to win a medal, get in there. But she's out of the Winter Olympics because she didn't qualify. And then the next Olympics is what twenty twenty four. She got another year. She ain't. <laughs> <Wow>. Okay. <laughs> All right. And do you think that Rich is, this might be Rich's last year? As team, yeah. Yeah. It's like all but like determined from him being the worst leaker of all time about his own career. Yeah, Uh, I know. You guys just playing with nobody's emotions and just wasting just like LeBron James retirement tour speeches on just the guys going Masters. Like, you, no no way. Do you think he'd really go Masters and just, yep. That would be really fun to see. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It would just be one big bro sesh. But they don't make the <laughs> like the ma- the masters don't make that much money. It's like twenty it's like twenty what? grand. Are you kidding me? What does he need money for? He already makes money. I, under- yeah, I like, understand that, but I'm Richard just saying like Froning Jr. is going to be a masters athlete because it doesn't matter. He's gonna bring the eyeballs and put the butts in the seats that the semifinals cannot. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I know the dude. I know the dude loves to train. Hopkins shows up and then just runs and runs absolutely through rampant through the entire Masters. Thirty-nine. But yeah, we got like three or more years till that happens. So uh, just early takes only. (laughs) All right, so uh, let's go for rookie of the year. All right, so it could be either a male or female. So Xander, who do you got for rookie of the year? Um, I'm going to go with. Um, so last year's was Mal O'Brien this year. I think it's going to end up being a female Emma Lawson. Damn. Don't worry. I had my male one written down and we already talked about it in like the sixth pick. So I was like, yeah, I'll just mention somebody we haven't so far. Who was your, who was your other one? Roman. It's like, Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. I, I told you people forget like, about that. Oh, Oh, he's like qualified, but never shown up. Yeah. We, he had trouble getting into this country. Everybody's acting like, like, like I know the sophomore who I know who, who I want to do well. Uh, Victor's pick of Paige, I had already like kind of felt like I was like he's gonna make a dark horse pick, and it's like Paige is definitely gonna be doing well. And I was like, I got somebody that people are forget like not thinking about. True. You know, you picked that. That was my other. That was my female pick. That was it. Was Emma? It was Emma or Tudor as rookie. But it, I just you know having Roman. I just it, it, it ruins everything. It just it ruins like way over my head. I was like, is the, he does? I guess he does qualify as a rookie. I just yeah. Like we think like he's qualified for some like since the uh, every country in the world tour twenty nineteen games, um, but like he's never been able to show up. So this is going to be interesting. Does he automatically win Spirit of the Games for qualifying the most times and not being able to show up? I, I don't know. Like nobody's heard an interview from him, so I'm not sure if his English goes over that well. Maybe you know he, his English. Is, I don't think he has like it doesn't speak English well at all. Like oh okay, nothing, non-existent. Yeah, he smiles though. Well, hey, I mean, that, the, hey, that, that's a universal language. So <laughs> I would do whatever it needed to get into the country to compete at CrossFit. At, like that point, it's like five years of not not being able to do it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess uh, Victor's up for uh, who? Oh wait, no, 
No, he did tutor and who was the other person? I had tutor, I had tutor and also I had, as at Emma. I, I I forget if rookie was just one, but those were those were my two. I I'd, I'd go I'd go tutor over over Emma Lawson, although she did some work at Atlas. Yeah. So. All right, Hannah, who do you got? Oh man, I was hoping like you guys would choose like one of my picks, and you guys didn't. So, oh man. All right, I want to shout out my girl, Alexis. Alexis Raptus is the real deal. She she and Haley were one and two. And literally the only reason Alexis didn't win is that she tripped over a barbell in the last event, running to the finish line. So, there. I mean, she has so much potential. She's been grooming for this. She's coming from the teenage division, just like all these other people. And she's finally making her mark. And seeing that comeback story that she's had from West Coast Classic last year to just, I mean, this year at semifinals, it's been so cool to see. And like, she doesn't really have a weakness, which is awesome to see. Like, even like, even if you said that, oh, she doesn't have the strength on their numbers, dude, she's strong. She just cleaned like 235 with ease. She's a strong girl. So, uh, I'll, uh, I'll wait to see what Tom says for his other pick, and then uh, I'll say my other Rookie of the Year pick. Okay. Um, my my Rookie of the Year after I, I, I was definitely – I'm definitely changing it now. It's going to be Roman. But I before, I had Spencer um, Panchik. Oh, the other Panchik. The other Panchik. So yeah. this is his first year. The other, year. other one. Yeah. And then <laughs> um, I picked him, and then um, – there's another girl. Uh, I forget her name. I, I, I just, I thought Spencer just got to probably be the rookie of the year. And so this girl, I forget she's from, uh, she's from England. Oh, Lucy I, Campbell. Yes. I thought she might, she could possibly be the rookie of the year too as well. But I mean, but we have so many, so many young, like rookie in the female division. It's so hard to pick over there because you have like Emma, Emma Lawson, like you have like so many, so many people. It's just like it's so diverse after first. Just yes. so many people we can pick from. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm going I'm going for Roman for my rookie of the year. All right. I'm sorry what? for ruining everybody's like day with like, wait, this is the logical decision. But CrossFit can go outside the lines and pick Emma Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> so um I was I was trying to read a couple of things and I guess they we're talking about programming for the games. Now they're actually gonna use an odd object like something that they've never used in a new movement in the game. So have you guys heard anything about the programming at all? Um, no, the only thing was like the couple of articles that were out there. It's like, Oh, they reserve some space to go running through downtown. So it could be a long run of some kind. Didn't seem like they had done anything for, yeah, probably maybe probably mix of both. Um, maybe. And they didn't get any, but I guess nobody like, don't see i'm not surprised they try to do something new because they want to make sure it's not just like dave who came up with these goofy crazy new things um but we'll see like it's i don't think it's going to be like super crazy they oh but they did announce uh the lift coming back saturday night Mm -hmm. so we'll see that no and i've been trying to like uh catch up with all the podcasts adrian has been on and um there's always been those hints that we like we as a sport haven't progressed in gymnastics that much in comparison to the like to everything else like our 
our conditioning is getting to the elite level. Our strength is also getting to the elite level, especially if someone can participate in the Olympics or several people can in Olympic weightlifting. So I wouldn't be surprised if some higher gymnastic skills come out. I just hope that whatever standards they have for the movement are okay. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. We see a couple more gymnastics movements too. Like the, ch- like the toes to bar, chest to bar pull up. Oh no. If, Hashtag grid league. Oh my gosh. If grid league comes in, I'll I, like, I love grid league so much, but I think they should be separate. Um, but <laughs> even mean, like grid league and CrossFit aren't the same. I mean, no, they're not. But I don't, I don't see like why a backup rise can't be in CrossFit. I don't see, I mean, if there's better standards for the freestanding handstand pushup, at least they know how to do them this year, which would be uneven awesome. bars, uneven bars, just like uh, gymnastics. Just bring that in. I want to see quality, like, like stick it level Olympian flip the flips. You know, what would be really hilarious if they did something as simple as an L sit hold on the rings for like max time after like a multi interval, like AMRAP, you're like AMRAP four by four. Are you going to do this buy-in for work? And then you get on the rings and whatever your max L sit hold, it counts as part of your score. Imagine how, I mean, that's a little boring, but again, like those are things that like people like kind of scoff at, but L sits kill. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm oh. just, I'm thinking of Vince Vaughn doing the Iron Cross at old school, smoking a cigarette. Still holding. <laughs> Still holding. No, but I like, I don't think there's like, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if something with the LSAT came up. I mean, it comes well, out. Well, they did it in 2011, so it can't right. come back. Right. But- and they're just like, going back to like those like true CrossFit skills, like press the handstands or what about a, when's the last time they did amanda in at the crossfit games uh when they did the 21 15 not uh, uh, the 40 amanda 45 yeah 2019 that was the the oh no it was 18 with gerard gerard versus frazier and gerard won. no it was 17 17 yeah but gerard was seven okay yeah yeah all right I was just thinking, I would imagine that there's got to be some sort of benchmark that comes out. They It'd put be- everybody on a plane and take them back to the ranch. <laughs> I just love that. Um, I just love that the the heavy clean and jerk at 225, 155 is coming out. I mean, you saw like, you know, Dave brought the Wall Street weightlifter out there to do that and said, oh, he beat Rich's time. And then Rich did it at an Avocare convention, whatever Hiller put up. That was that was a long time ago when he did that. Yeah. I remember I remember him doing that, too. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's that. Maybe it's something else. I don't know. But I, I'm excited. What was the stage one games workout? It was the it's the 400 meter run overhead squats yeah. at 185. What is that? Oh, it was just like a just like a, a scaled up version of Nancy. Okay, okay, that's okay. I honestly think that if they do some sort of like running interval, it's got to be different than that clean and jerk ladder, the the clean the clean ladder that they did last year. I'd oh, be- I think that's guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, when they adjusted that workout on the fly with the time caps, it was like, oh, this is when we overprogrammed. 
I love it, but it's rare, right? So that was the like the best thing about Castro is like you didn't see that. So again, Bosman's going to be held to a criminal level of standard, right? For what's been built there, which but. which is completely unfair for him. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, this is this is technically well, he has he's had to put his fingers in some of the programming with Castro just to kind of. I mean, he's even done some of the semifinal workout programs. Then like and like he's like shown it to Castro and be like, hey, what do you think? And he kind of goes back, but like obviously like that being this is his first year. I mean he's already seen Dave Castro for how long doing the programming. So he kind of has a gist of like, you know, how the story unfolds throughout the whole like 15 workouts for like the whole weekend. So, I mean, he's going to, obviously everyone's going to say like, Oh, there's going to be some, somebody that's going to be pissed about it. And he's going to like, Oh, I don't know. This was awful, awful. But like, you know, you can't please everybody. Yeah, it, but again, the outside looking in will do it. It's like the wall walk workout from the games last year. Nobody wanted to watch it. It was terrible to experience and really messed up a lot of high-level athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, may, maybe they'll do the one-mile run, the 100, 300, like, you know, double-unders, and then the one-mile. Oh, triple three. Yeah, the triple yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. Three, three, that, 3K, 300, three-mile. Yeah, they might like people just running in a, running on a uh, you know treadmill for a whole mile by themselves. The half marathon comes back on the road. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be like a hashtag or someone's going to be like Castro would never. There's going to be a bunch of the same people that say that should have gone unbroken that are sitting at their on their couch. They're going to be the same way. Like this is so. This is not like it was when Castro was around. Back in my day, when Dave <laughs> Castro is not a prick. And- we had great programming. And we were walking up uh, the school up a hill both ways with no shoes on. And honestly, Castro's super supportive of of Adrian doing doing this. So I don't see he's like, I don't understand. People just want to be mad at stuff. So I say let them. Whatever. I'm I'm really interested this year. So um well speaking about the CrossFit games. So we have two people that have been to the games before one participated and then you have two people that have never been to the games uh but one's going are you going you're going this year right Vic yeah okay so you have one the one going to the games and I am not I am not going so because it's just my wife would just absolutely lose her lose her mind because we're moving so moving like it's you got a ton of stuff you have going on yeah but but I I know there's a lot of people that are going for the first time at the CrossFit games so what as as a fan obviously as as an athlete it's a different story so um if you know hannah you can kind of talk about like later on you can talk about like how, how that like what an athlete what it's like being an athlete at the games uh because i know it's probably not that fun so but uh but like obviously xander like you you've been around vendor village you've done the crossfit game thing so what what do fans that have like never been to the games before like what what should they expect like going to the games yeah so it's a lot of fun um, definitely get there early, um, because you're going to get stopped by security. They're going to look at your bags, all that jazz, just making sure people know that. Um, but it's always nice to kind of just see the entire community come together. Um, you're going to end up seeing like the big rogue tent. Um, honestly, if like you do end up driving like I do, um, and can get equipment and bring it home, it's actually a very good deal. And it's just cool. Like if you're a big nerd on CrossFit, like most of us are like, Oh, I got two, like a couple games plates last year. I got a pair of like two pairs of 25s. Um, I'll probably try to pick up like a pair of 35s this year or something like little stuff like that. But it's like, go see the noble tent. Don't spend too much money there. Um, 
I would go over really to the innovate tent because that's where the better CrossFit shoes are built. Uh, you're, you're not biased at all either. So I don't, I'm, I'm not biased. I just know a lot of people that work for them. That's that I'm shameless plug. I, my innovate G three hundreds are dope. And the Scott Patrick are on pre-order right now. You're welcome fury for the free advertisement hashtag no free ads. Um, but it's just like, can you like they'll have the gym set up. So if you want to go work out on site, you can go do that. If the Ram TRX thing is, that's also really cool and a lot of fun. Like if you just want to get thrown around in a truck with like a sports car performance. Um, but best thing like last year for me, I really enjoyed the Madison Pass. I understand it's super expensive to get access to as well, but it made it very easy to get like water, coffee, drinks, those kinds of things. Uh, acai bowl, awesome. Those are going to be probably the big seller for always the longest line, not the burgers. Everybody always wants to get the Aussie bowl. What about, what about funnel cakes? I didn't really eat that much because I was running around doing the photography or the social media side of like helping out. So I was, everybody was like, do you want one? And I, I, I drank like 15 monsters that weekend. I'm not proud of that, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that happened. But uh, so like what else, what, like obviously like the, the victory grips is going to be there. They oh have yeah. A like other vendors shopping like bear complex victory. They'll have that, but it's more like um, go explore downtown. Like honestly get away. Like when you're not watching the events, you're not in the Coliseum, you're not spending your money. You feel like go downtown. There's always like a bunch of places doing stuff. Um, the, there's that rogue bar that everybody goes to. Um, there's just plenty of great stuff, especially to do around the Capitol. Like you can run along the, the, like the city on the outskirts by the water, which is really pretty in the mornings. Like there's going to be a lot to do. Um, and then just seeing what athletes show up to work with what brands, if they weren't able to qualify, just kind of seeing those kinds of things. But I would like highly, like it's beautiful. Try to go understand it. It's expensive, but try to, and then, Oh, go to the offsite, like DECA comps, I think running the tier house workouts. Um, and then, I listened to another podcast uh, talking about HWPO is going to have one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, she plug. Uh, Big Dane. Uh, go to Big Dane all week. We'll and it's, and it's free for people, right? Yeah, the Buttery Bros will be there. Uh, Podium will be there. We'll be doing uh, – they'll be doing workouts. They'll be doing CrossFit Hour, uh, I believe, like Friday or something. So there's – it's like a – it's a fundraiser uh, – as well for that cause there's a lot uh going out there all right very cool very cool so um vic what are you expecting uh for this year being at your first time being at the games um fatigue <laughs> 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 i have a really good feeling i am not going to get much sleep um i will be uh, i think that I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the atmosphere is like when you're in the Coliseum watching these events go off. Um, I'm, I'm expecting to probably spend more money than I want to. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm definitely going to get sucked in on some of, on some of the deals. Um, I try not to, but it's like, ah, you know, you're here. I might as well. Um, but I have some friends that are from the, that lived in the area. And they said exactly what Xander said, go downtown, go explore. There's actually, there's, there's a, they've got a pretty good setup when it comes to like food and drink and, and like nightlife, which again, 
I'm also shocked about because it's Wisconsin. Um, Yo, there's a huge college there. There's so. a huge yeah, like, party. Like, They're yeah. one of the biggest party schools in the entire country. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I think Midwest, I think nothing. <laughs> and you privileged, privileged man who lives in Boston and Massachusetts. Yeah. We always, we look at anything, anything. Sing, our like, central plainsman that I live with in this town <laughs> is a financial man. Y'all look like, much, every time we look at anything past New York, it's like, up oh, cornfields, agriculture. LA. Nothing. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like cornfields, mountains. Yep. yep. Yeah, I remember singing that song in uh, elementary school. Yeah, yeah. Land of the three, you know, beautiful mountains or whatever. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's all that. Then cities. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm expecting. I mean. I, I think it's going to be a very memorable experience, especially because we're going to get to see a lot of, a lot of the athletes that I, we actually know um, mm-hmm. compete. And a lot of the athletes that we know have been working super, super hard to actually see it pay off, to see them, you know, actually get to the stage that they've been vying for. Um, I think that means a lot more and seeing them, you know, show off all of that work means more than just being there. I think that's the real takeaway uh, for me. So, yeah, I, uh, when I watched some of the semifinal events this year and I saw like Paige or like some other people had that have been on my podcast and I show my son, I'm like, Hey, I, I know that person, you know, that, that she's been on my podcast or he's been on my podcast. And like, it's so cool just to think about like, Hey, you know, I've, I've talked to these people before and it's like so cool getting to be like the chance to, you know, shoot the shit with them pretty much. But I, I'm looking for next, uh, hopefully cross my fingers. Um, you know, I, we can, you know, maybe get a media pass for the CrossFit games next year. So who, who knows, you know, so we could be real media. There we so, go. There real we go. media. But, um, but Hannah, so, so since you, you've been an athlete at the games, um, obviously your experience is going to be a little bit different compared to, you know, being a spectator. So what has your experience been like uh, going to the games? Um, well, I've been in multiple capacities. Uh, I've been a spectator once I've been a coach once I've been an athlete once. So, um, it's been fun each time. I mean, as an athlete, I mean, we don't get to go in the vendor village or, participate in a spectator workout i mean because they gave you all of it on the day when you showed up for check-in hannah i know <laughs> like what are you I complaining know. about <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm gonna be just looking at i'm gonna be complaining this year no i'm just kidding um but you know i think like, i mean as an athlete i mean first of all like the noble check-in experience was freaking amazing and it was so surreal and even aaron on my team I mean, he went in 2015 as an individual. He said Reebok didn't do that whatsoever. It was kind of like, here's your stuff. See you later. It kind of deal. Whereas Noble made you feel special. And I mean, other than that, if you weren't a high profile athlete, you could easily just leave and go to the vendor village. I mean, I had to go run, buy some protein from a scent. Um, like random things like that. Like you can totally do that. You can go see the individual events or any of the age groups or the adaptive divisions. Um, 
it's not that much different except uh from time to time you have to go warm up and then cool down for two hours re-warm back up because you go to another warm-up area cool down for 20 minutes and then go out on the field so that's like the only difference <laughs> between being a spectator and uh an athlete per se and then as a coach you're just there with all the nerves and then you have no way to get out the nerves so I feel like your heart rate's at 200 the entire day. So I, I can imagine that. Cause like when, when I was coaching my son, like when he's like playing goalie in soccer, there's like a ball that's like coming right through the goal. And I'm like, I want to go out there and kick the ball. So you don't, so they don't score, you know, but it's just like, you're just like, obviously with the nerves and stuff, you're just like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like go get, 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 get it. And you're probably like screaming. You probably lose your voice after the weekend. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose my voice by Saturday and that's only two <laughs> days of competition for the team. And I'm going to lose it literally by Saturday. Yeah. And I am totally okay with that. Yep. I'm going to be screaming a... when they're in the water, even yeah, though like... it's going to be a pool. So it's going to be a super loud event. Um, I mean, hopefully it's a pool. I mean, there's hints that it's a pool, but I'll probably, and you know, people would be like, why are you yelling? They can't hear you. But I'm like, you hear all, I mean, at swim team events, you yell all the time. You just time your yell when they're breathing. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, since we're getting close to the end, so we're going to do some closing thoughts. So, Xander, where are your closing thoughts for the uh, this podcast? I'm excited to see somebody fail a drug test. I'm like just really, like really, just like itching. Like somebody, come on, do it for us. We're on, we're on the right track. Like somebody, please. We need one more. Actually, we need like to hit my over under from last episode. We need five. So, or six. Actually. <laughs> Victor, Victor played the under. We have, we um, have lots of people left to test. So it's okay. Yeah. Whole lot. So um, joke, like it's more seriously, um, just excited to see the whole community. Like last year, like post ish COVID now that we're even more of a year out and a lot more people are free to come visit. Um, it's going to be great to see them. Um, and then just honestly, just seeing a bunch of, like just a bunch of friends, different programs, um, different folks, like seeing Hannah, Vic, um, Tommy will be there next year, but everybody from the misfit crew, friends from comp train, like whatever programs and just like seeing like James Townsend tutor, like those guys. And just like saying, I watching them run around because they don't like, if you're an athlete, like, and a coach, like you're probably just running around most of the time. Yeah. Vic final thoughts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited as well. I definitely want to piggyback. I will be losing my voice. I lost that syndicate. I was cracking <laughs> for like the next week and a half. So like on like work calls, it could, it was showing hard. Um, <laughs> but, Stress. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I, I want to see everyone. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of uh, people I haven't seen for quite some time. And definitely looking to meet some people that I've been saying that, Hey, let's actually meet up because we haven't yet. And then the games will be a great, a great opportunity to do that. So yeah, uh, just a great, just, I'm just, I don't know. There's no complaints. I'm just elated. I'm just feeling good. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Hannah, final thoughts. Excited for this year. Uh, I really hope everybody else is too, whether it's your first time and just, you know, basking in the experience that is the games to 
I mean, all the athletes, all the coaches, everything like that. And like they said, even seeing Madison again, because the town really revolves around the sport and CrossFit when, you know, we come for a little bit. So uh, I'm super stoked. I hope West Chase does really well. And I know they will because they're a much better games team than semifinals team. All right. Awesome. So my closing thoughts. So I am very happy that all you guys got some audio equipment. And so you guys are sounding very nice, very nice. I'm very happy about that. And uh, also uh, I'm glad about um, giving people second chances. So obviously Ricky Garrard's coming back from his, his popped, you know, um, you know, time he was at the games when he placed was at third. And so I'm glad that, you know, people are actually, well, some people are giving, you know, him a second chance because obviously he was young, stupid, made a mistake. And I think he deserves, you know, to come back, you know, just as like his other, other people. Uh, I'm also looking forward to see, you know, everyone's list and see who's actually the most right on the top five and the top for the male and female. We're already guaranteed one points for the play-in guys. We have well, total, yeah, yeah, 12 yeah. points that you can win. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the games. You know, I know I'm not going to be there. I wish, I wish I could, you know, and, and just to meet everybody, but I mean, there's always Wadapalooza next year. So we'll see what happens, what happens about that. Um, yeah, and so thank you guys for coming on again for episode number three, and we out.